Growing up, Mama always said, you never know how you're going to end up. The life you have in the morning may not be the life you have when you go to bed that night. My name is Dion Lee, and this is The Way I Am Now, the podcast that shares words of wisdom and life lessons through songs and stories. This may sound completely ridiculous. Considering I live with this guy, and I (laughs) have recorded him many times, and we talk maybe five or six times a day. But this time it was, you know, a really amazing experience just to sit and listen to him, Keith David, my husband of 20 years, speak on the character of Pericles. You know, we don't often have the time to have conversations of great substance. We're, you know, (laughs) you know, living life, paying bills, educating children, feeding dogs, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So on this day, you know, we actually did. And Keith talked um, so in depth about the spiritual life of Pericles. And I found that time to be interesting and intriguing. I am always so impressed and um, sometimes a little jealous, actually, um, because of his ability to think so far beyond the page, uh, his understanding of life and uh, people and uh, journeys that are so much more, I guess, than you could ever write about. He he knows how to translate it into voice and body. It's um, a pretty a pretty amazing gift. But enough, enough, enough. I'm doting on my husband. So I didn't anticipate that these Pericles influenced podcasts would send me to bone up on my Black history, my Bible passages, and my Greek mythology. It so happened that I recorded Keith on Father's Day, which also just kind of happened coincidentally that Father's Day this year was the day after Juneteenth. It was our first time celebrating it as a quote-unquote official holiday. It was a weekend to celebrate us and him. Both of us had been singing and listening to Negro spirituals the entire weekend, Keith was also (laughs) indulged, spoiled rather, by our two daughters because it was Father's Day and they love, love, love their father. So our conversations the entire weekend were filled with stories of our ancestors, our mothers, our fathers. We were remembering their trials and their tribulations. Now I know from growing up with family from Mississippi to Wisconsin that they always felt Buked and scorned. I love saying that. Buked and scorned. There was indeed trouble. They thought that they left trouble behind in the South, only to find far more trouble on the road ahead up North. But they were steadfast. And that's where our conversations led to. What it means to be steadfast, like our ancestors. Pericles is steadfast. Now, there is no way to ignore that in this production, Pericles is a black man. 
a man, a father, a husband, taking this unpredictable journey through life. I think if you allow yourself to listen to the play in its entirety and visualize Pericles, see him, see what he looks like, you'll see that this epic story filled with immense change, painful change, can take you to places and to an understanding that you never imagined Shakespeare could go. A man sets out to begin his life, um, to get, you know, to get the girl of his dreams and to then go after, go after his dream life. And in the course of that, finds out that um, there are several obstacles, one of which being her father and that relationship, which would interfere directly, you know, would, would, would seriously impact their relationship and how it would go forward. In fact, prevent it. He's then got to go on another trajectory in life and follow other pursuits. In the course of following that other pursuits, um, life happens and he gets, he gets totally turned around. Um, and another piece of good fortune happens to him. And then fortune intervenes again, and it happens to be good. I mean, what seems bad luck or uh, misfortune turns into some good fortune because he's able to then do something similar to what he set out to do, and that is win the hand of a beautiful woman and find someone who is wonderfully suited for him. And, you know, they mate, you know, and in the course of that, you know, um, pursue their life and go to have children. Again, as life happens, and life intercedes again, and um, he loses his wife and his child. Um, but I, what I think it's um, wonderfully significant is, although he questions the role the gods are playing in his life, he never, I don't think he ever loses his sense of being in touch with the gods, uh, that gods, the gods have some vision for him that he, that he doesn't see, but it, but it keeps on a straight and narrow. Life happens, and uh, it really doesn't turn out the way he wants. And, he's, and now he believes he's lost everything. And as what happens, I think, many, with many people in life, when life intervenes so many times, uh, you do be, you begin to question what your purpose is. Uh, and so he does have a shutdown period. He decides to um, shut off himself from the rest of the world and, I think, from um, his own belief in God. He, he begins to question it in a way where he shuts himself off. And the next part of his journey, another a, a, a wonderful thing happens and I think that happens because he never really lost his belief in God. He's just questioning it. And he's given a gift of uh, reuniting, not only with his uh, lost daughter, but the wife who he thought was, was also lost and, and, and dead. 
um, the, the daughter was na is named Marina uh, because she was born on the sea and during a storm. Uh, and his, um, his wife was lost in, in, in childbirth during that storm. So the, the, theme, of, um, uh, the theme of being tempest-tossed runs through many spirituals and I, and I think becomes a metaphor for life. In old age, life renews itself like it started out, which is a, you know, it's, it's a kind of a great um, turnaround. So in terms, of, in terms of change, here's a guy who's gone through so many changes and retains his deep-seated belief that uh, there is a God somewhere and things can get better, although it gets pretty dark. And just before, I think just before he totally gives up on, in that belief, that miracle happens that allows that... Um, that well to open up again and for his belief to blossom. And at, by the end of the play, they can all really rejoice in love, uh, both the love of the heart and the love of God, which I really find perfectly suited for Pericles' journey. I grew up in a Baptist church started by a Southern minister. As a young girl, <laughs> I didn't love... I didn't love the call and response of some of it. Folks weeping and wailing <laughs> made me uncomfortable. And oftentimes I didn't appreciate the singing, the voices. I'd look around and see parishioners crying or wiping their tears, humming lowly or just rocking back and forth in deep meditation. But as I've gotten older, I know now that there was something moving in that church. And that's what spirituals do. They move you. They envelop you. They transport you to somewhere. And all your troubles are forgotten for however long you allow yourself to stay. Keith's song choice, which he says is very literal, and it is, captures not only what Pericles needed for himself, but it also captures the spirit of what's happening and has happened in America what it means to be a black man and a black father, a black husband, who wants to be there for his family. This song embodies the entire soul-searching, seemingly impossible journey. I chose this song uh, for the name of it, literally, but also metaphorically, because I've been in the storm too long. Um, that's the name of the song. I've been in the song. I've been in the storm too long. I've been in the storm so long, children. I've been in the storm so long. Oh, give me a little time to pray. As we were talking about the last part of his journey, when he sort of decides to cut himself off from the world, I, I believe that is his, he, he goes into a reclusive life just to pray. And his prayers get answered. Um, and I, I, I believe that those of us who believe in God, really believe in God, also know it may not happen in the time that we, we like it. 
It may not happen in the time that we can perceive, but we do believe it will happen, and it does happen in God's time. And that can be a long time coming, but it does come. It really does come. And, you know, this, this, this story exemplifies that for me. Because at the end, of, at the end, this man's prayers have been answered. After I mean, you know, uh, uh, there, there are others. There are other. I love this song because it's a Negro spiritual, and, and other Negro spirituals, they talk about being tempest tossed in the storm of life. You know, I, I've, I've been tossed and driven. Few characters in the Shakespearean canon um, <laughs> uh, can talk of being tempest-tossed in the way that Pericles can. I mean, there are, other, there are other characters, obviously, but he has really been tempest-tossed. And tossed and driven. I love that, tossed you know? <laughs> You'll know what this means. Nobody else will, but Ben, you know, was an expert with these um, Negro spirituals, and he would talk about being tossed and driven. And that's how the old folks used to say it. I've been in the storm so long. I've been in the storm so long, children. I've been in the storm so Thank you for listening. Thank you, Keith, for sharing Pericles' story. The Way I Am Now is produced by myself and Matthew Ingst, underscored by Matthew Ingst, vocals by Dion Lee. The Negro Spiritual, I've Been in the Storm So Long, has an anonymous author. This podcast was executive produced by Michael Goodfriend and Next Chapter Podcasts. If you're enjoying The Way I Am Now, the podcast, let people know about it. You can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Also, if you haven't subscribed already, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you.